Oh, yes. We need another one. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. The crowd is jazzed. They're jazzed. Jazzed. Yes. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> yeah, Phil. Thank you. Thank you. You guys just can't get enough. I know. <laughs> We're back. We're back. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> Only a few. It's, it's dwindling now. So many claps. <laughs> We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. You know, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. It has been a minute. It has been a minute. What? Three, four months? Four months at this point. Yeah, I missed you. Man, I missed you, Phil. We've gone through a lot apart. It's been too long. My life has not been the same with you not in it. I'm not even the same person anymore. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm just super mad all the time. Battle drummer. I like to, I go <laughs> just punch people in the face for no reason. That's good. Yeah, you got to do that sometimes. Uh, I'm, you know, I've mellowed out. I've no, mellowed out. Yeah. I don't believe you. Dude, I'm just kind, loving gentleman I am. So we're not going to have any soapboxes today even. I didn't say that, <laughs> Phil. <laughs> oh, man, the list is long. The list is very long. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I got, like, international soapboxes. Dude. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Well, me, I'm Corey Kingston. That's Funky Phil Pardell. That's right. Yes, Funky Phil. He's back. He beat the Ronas. He's a Rona survivor. It's true. Yeah. It happened. <laughs> I did it. I conquered it. And I'm okay. Yeah. Very nice. Love Very me. nice. Good for you, Phil. You did it. Now you have all those antibodies. Yeah. Nothing can touch you. Yeah. Yeah. Except for monkeypox. But <laughs> Did you get monkeypox? No, Phil. Uh, you were touring in the world. I don't trust you. Nah, I don't have it. Don't touch me. Nah. <laughs> I uh, I didn't get the Ronas, so that's good. Um, you that's know? good. Yeah, didn't even get sick. That's awesome. Three months of touring, didn't get sick. Man. Oh, crazy. Um, anyways, we're back. We missed you guys, and uh, we're here to do the Drum Brigade podcast. It's good to be back, and there's a lot to go over, and a lot of things have changed. Yeah, we're not at Pimp City anymore. No, PC probably has closed. Hear some background noise yeah. and things like my refrigerator and my neighbors and <laughs> we're in uh well you have phil's castle what is this Corey's kitchen <laughs> yes Quite it is literally <laughs> Corey's kitchen so the we're we're temporarily at my house doing this all things drum brigade um and yeah the beat locker it at pc is closed down no more. We did our last show, last episode from there, I think. Sadness. It's not really, though. I don't miss it. It's your, like a church now. Your or kitchen something. is lovely. Thank you. We're going to cook up some great episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, we got like, well, okay, well, before we get into all of this stuff, few, just few like um, work things. All right. So uh, first of all, Drum Brigade, camaraderie over competition. All of that stuff, 
we are all about that. All right. So we're all about acceptance, belonging, camaraderie over competition. That's our mantra. Um, and through that, we do a bunch of different things. Drum lessons, merch, our podcast, events, sheds. We haven't done those in a long time, though, because of the pandemic. But, um, you know, we want to do some more. We want to represent our community in a good, cool way. Um, we're not into forcing people to be something that they're not. We're just into like making people feel like, Hey man, you don't have to feel inferior to do what you love no matter how you do it. So, um, anyways, with that, uh, both Phil and I teach drum lessons online and in person. Um, so, uh, you know, you can take advantage of that. If you want to just use a contact form on drumbrigade.com and, um, you know, yeah. We'll get you sorted. And then uh, we have uh, the um, Patreon lessons, $5 for the month. You get a video lessons, and they're uploaded pretty much every few days when I'm not on tour, every week at least, or every couple weeks. So um, different lessons, kind of random lessons. It's not like just like, oh, we're starting from the beginning and finishing to where you're a complete drummer. It's just like little tips, little chops, little beats little things that you can take and use at your disposal. So it's really, I think it's really worth the little tiny fee, $1.25 a week for drum lessons. Uh, you get full access to that $5 a month on Patreon, uh, Drum Brigade Patreon. So check that out. Let's take advantage. Help us out. Um, buy some merch. That really helps out helps promote camaraderie over competition. And then on another note, um, I just wanted to mention a good friend of ours. He's um, one of our homies. He's helped out the Drum Brigade podcast. He's really helped out with Chops and Coffee. Um, our buddy John Caldwell from uh, uh, Revolution Drum is suffering from cancer right now. And he has, um, he it's 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 not a good situation, but he has a, paid, or a, a GoFundMe. And if you guys want to support um, a good dude and somebody who's done a lot for our community revolution drum that dude, that dude invented, you know, and licensed the ahead armor cases to ahead. He's done a lot of work with them. He's like built a lot of different tools for us to use and like really nice stuff. So you want to help out a good dude, him, him. And then there's another dude, um, Jeremy from Q drums. Um, you know, both these dudes are solid dudes, man. They, they haven't asked us to do this, but Jeremy from, um, Q drums is also suffering from stomach cancer and he's trying to raise money to pay for their, their medical bills. So man, you guys, if you guys can help them out, man, it'd be really helpful, you know? So do yourself uh, a good deed and help out two solid dudes that really need our help um, and are suffering with a horrible, horrible disease. So John Caldwell, um, and I'm, I'm hosting that one. So you can just hit me up and I can get you a link if you want to donate. And then um, Jeremy from Q drums. All right, guys, and get well soon. I hope you guys beat this fight. Um, all right, Phil, you ready to get into it? Yes. Oh, man, that is music to my ears, Phil. Me I have too. been needing to do this podcast. <laughs> you have a dazed deer in the headlights look. <laughs> yeah, it's just I was trying to come up with the words, you know? Yeah. Like... There's no words. You don't, uh, you don't. You don't realize how how much you need it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I don't know. It's it's. We've been doing this a long time, and it's been a, it's become a very important part of of my 
of my life. I yes, I think so. I think like we've said it for a long time. Like we do the show obviously for like the fans and the people that listen to it, but we really do it for ourselves. I need, excuse me, I need a platform that I need a platform to like rant and sorry to all like the people that I play with, but I've been on some soapboxes like over the past couple of weeks on these gigs Schmucky in person, schmucky metals mm. and others. And I've just been like, I'm just showing up on a soapbox like, <laughs> like, yo, man, this, you know what? Like, you know, and I'm, and then I'm like, ah, oh, sorry, guys, to be on a soapbox. So early. And they're just like looking at me like, dude, Corey's pissed. Dang. I'm like, well, that's why I need a podcast, dude. It's been too long. Yeah. I've got a pent up. Yeah. Soapboxes. Oh, just man. Bursting. Yes. <laughs> there is the world. <laughs> I started this thing on tour that was called, um, I just go up to like some of the guys in the band and say, well, the hour has started and they're like, what hour? And I'm like, the get over yourself hour. And then I'm just like that dude right there. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. I'm just in one of my soapbox moods. I'm like that baby right there. That baby needs to get over himself. <laughs> and they're just like, what did the baby do? I'm like, I don't care. This thing needs to get over itself. Who does he think he is? <laughs> like, look at that stupid dog. That dog needs to get over himself. And they're just like, what? it's like, yeah, huh? So sometimes the world, dude, the whole world has gotten me on a soapbox. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got a, we probably have a few. Oh, we got a few episodes worth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before we jump into just angry me, what's going on, Funky Phil? Oh, gosh. It's, I mean, you don't have to give me like a three month rundown, four month rundown, but Been like. A minute. Oh boy, dogs are barking. Dogs yeah. are barking. Bum, dogs bum. Are barking. It's been a summer. It's been a very I I've you know. I'm gonna sound like a spoiled Southern Californian, but I think I hate summer. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Summer like the season, not your wife. Yeah, yeah. She's amazing. I love summer, but yeah. Well, it, well, so it gets hot, and it's just I don't know. Life just seems to get more chaotic. At least in my house in the summer, just between work shifts and students coming and going and yeah. canceling. And then like the kids, you know, the kids are off school. So we're trying to keep them busy and do, doing stuff. So summer and it's been a it's been a hard summer, I guess. Yeah. You know, like I can't remember if you know, my dog died. <gasps> yeah. Kaimi? Yeah, that was. Oh, I was just going to ask you about her. Yeah, it was devastating. It was oh, no. One of the worst things I've dealt with, which is, you know. Dude. Like, did you have to put her down or is like. Yes. Uh, yeah, it was. It really sucked. Oh, man. I didn't know that. How did the boys take it? You know, they're super bummed. I mean, Milo's he's he's so young. He, he, it's he doesn't feel the full gravity of it you know yeah. but felix is super bummed about it yeah but um yeah that happened like toward the beginning of summer oh dude and uh are you gonna my, get my those uncle just died also <sighs> dude <laughs> what yeah yeah he had cancer oh so those are the those are probably the worst things yeah. of summer. I just wanted to get those out. Okay, okay. But uh, you know, there's a lot of good stuff too. Played a lot. That's good. Played gigs. Played fun gigs. 
traveled a little bit did nice some recording got some some good microphones for tracking drums i played at the belly up double drums with carson last week really yeah carson ford yeah wow it was super fun that's he's a good drummer he's great yeah really good he's come on the show go back listen to his episode yeah we had a blast it was like <clears throat> the two of us right next to each other and then this awesome percussionist tie and uh dang we had like horns and backup singers it was with uh anthony anthony Collins. oh yeah okay was, man i would like to see that two funky 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 drummers it was super fun yeah it was really you know because we've done i've done that with malachi oh uh, yeah and malachi rips too yeah and then you know carson is fantastic as well dude but it's just like a different you know it's a, you, you get a different kind of interplay depending on who you're playing with i don't think i've ever done no i have done double drums but um yeah i don't really i don't like it no i don't like it you uh, just haven't done it with the right people yet oh man i think we would have fun doing double drums yeah you have to be very aware of like okay it's his turn to take a drum fill you know or like you know, I'm just going to add some colors. You set up the groove or I'm just going to play the groove. You do all the fills or like you have to like kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's definitely a different mindset to be in, but it was fun. And I think we did it well. That's you know? cool. But and then, I, yeah, I don't know. It's just been a it's been a hectic summer. I finished the. Uh, the stucco on that part of the house. Nice. <laughs> Finally. Very cool. That. And uh yeah, I don't know. I missed Corey a lot. Thanks. I missed that? you too, Phil. I called you from like some random place with a Charlotte lookalike. Yeah, you did a FaceTime <laughs> call from, <laughs> from like somewhere. Green room tent or something. Yeah, it was like a festival in like Bulgaria or something. And I was like, Phil, your wife is here. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the only time I heard from you. <laughs> I had because I felt awkward like calling her. I mean, calling her. I felt awkward like asking her for a picture. And she like barely spoke English. But I was like, I somehow have to get like, I can't. I took some like se like secret pictures of her, but then I felt like a creep. <laughs> and I didn't want like, and I couldn't get the right angle. Like in person, she was like, I'm like, this looks like Charlotte's sister. That's so funny. And then like, I just, uh, yeah, I took a, I, I just was like, I just got to call Phil. And then you yeah. were kind of like, hey, what's up? Like, why are you calling me? <laughs> I'm like, Phil, there's a Charlotte lookalike. <laughs> uh, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, are you guys going to get a new puppy? I don't know. You got to wait a while. Yeah. I mean, we got so I can't remember if you knew we we got a guinea pig a while ago. Oh yeah, I do. I I I went and and oddly, I think that guinea pig was like bummed. Really? Yeah, because they were like kind of bonding. Aw, like that happens. The dog would, you know, Kaimi would come up and they would like sniff each other and stuff. <laughs> but um, we got another guinea pig because okay, they they like they're social and they yeah. they like having a a pal. We so, had a. We had a like a, a, a dog. I, we had like two tragic dog losses when we were kids or not when, when I was an adult once when I was an adult and then one when I was a, like when we were little kids. And for some reason, my dad like morbidly wanted us to see the dog dead. One, one of our, our like family dog was a Sharpay and he drowned in our pool oh. and he was like still floating in the pool. And my dad woke us up and brought us outside to see it. 
Whoa. Yeah, I don't know why. But um, anyways, that dog had like a special bond with our little cat. It was like a black cat. It was a black Sharpay and a black cat. And they would, we thought the Sharpay was eating the cat one time. And the Sharpay is like slobber a lot. And so the he was like licking the cat like crazy. And then the cat had like spiked out hair because it had slobber all over it. <laughs> so his whole head would be like in the dog's mouth. And he just loved this cat. Aww. And they had like a special bond. And then when we buried the dog in the backyard, the cat like laid on his grave for like a few weeks. Oh yeah. The cat really loved him. So that was like really sad. And then another one, I used to ride a motorcycle to work when I was doing construction and I was late for work and I pulled my motorcycle out of the side gate and I didn't shut the gate all the way and the dog got out and then got hit by a car. Oh, and so I, was like driving around looking for the dog and then saw the dog like on the side of the road. And I was just like, no, I started bawling my eyes out. Oh man. So that sucks. Yeah. Not to, not to bring everybody down with dog deaths, but like those were two tragic dog deaths. But yeah. Anyways, I'm sorry that that happened. Sorry. You're yeah. Kaimi was a good dog. Yeah. Yeah. She's a big part of her life. We raised her, you know, she was a little puppy when we got her. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it sucked. Yeah, I'm going to go. <laughs> Our cats are like 12 years old now. And I'm like, oh, man, I know they'll sometimes live till like 20. But like, I'm like, dude, they're getting old. They're not. And we've we got them when they were like little babies, like little kittens. When we moved to Escondido, mm. they were little, tiny, teeny, tiny babies, you know, and like so they're like our that's our kids, you know. So, yeah. Not looking forward to that. I just want to enjoy the moments that we have. Um, so I've been, uh, well, you guys know I've been on tour. Been like, I did a U.S. tour for like three and a half or four weeks, and then came home for ten days, and then was in Europe for seven weeks. So I'm pretty burnt out, <laughs> pretty exhausted. And then I immediately got home. Like I came home on like a Wednesday, and then on like Saturday, I was playing gigs and like still jet lagged and playing like kind of not cool gigs like Saboba Casino. Like I'm not into that place. Saboba? Yeah. It's way out in like Hemet. Whoa. Yeah. I've never even heard of that one. It's uh, it's cool. They give you a room and like, you know, and then my parents live right there. So I, I go and visit them, but I'm having a little bit of a hard time with the band that I was playing with just for other reasons. I'm not going to get on that soapbox, but um, it was, it was, I'll say this though. Cause I, you know, like I use a different kit on tour and then I came back home to my drums, my actual drums. Mm -hmm. Holy moly, dude. <laughs> There's nothing like your own home kit. There's nothing like it. And like all my, like I, like me and you both do like a really good job of like taking care of our equipment. Like we're, we're, we're dudes. Like we're not in our twenties anymore. You know, we're adult men professionals that use our equipment as our tools. And so I was just like, I set up my drums and I'm just like, dude, these are nice. Like <laughs> they're just clean and they're just like, everything is nice and in tune. The heads are like decent. It's, you know, it's like, dude, these are my drums. And like, I know where everything is. I know how everything goes. Like, I'm not like. Yeah, not that like the drums that I use on tour are nice too, but 
don't, they're not mine, you know, yeah. they're, they're, they're still the same brand and they're the same thing, but the years were custom built just for you. For me. Yeah. And so I'm just like, and I also noticed that, man, I, I like my, the tone of my toms were like, I had them pitched like where they were like jazz drums, like really high 12 inch rack 14. I'm mm. like, wow, I really play them like this. So I had to like lower them. Mm. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, I was stoked on that. Really stoked on that to come home and play my own drums. It was really bad. nice. Um, okay, so I should talk about my symbols. Yeah, I want to. I mean, there's, there's so many different things. About. There's You're so on, many things. You 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 got into barefoot life. Barefoot you life's a real all over thing. The world. Yeah, you played a lot of giant shows. Not yeah, maybe, okay, <laughs> some. <laughs> No, well, I you, you sent me pictures, didn't you? Oh yeah, there was a few like cool like. I mean, it was great. It was a great. You went to magical places in Europe, places I've never been before. That's really cool. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I'll be honest. Like, I've kind of settled into just like, I, believe it or not, I've been I've been playing with Gogo Bordello for over a year now, and um, just flies by. I didn't even I didn't even know if I would make it through a year and like it's already past that <clears throat> and i already feel like it's not even like like the star thing of like oh man like you know i don't know like i'm playing with this band it's just like i'm just playing with that's the band i play with now it's kind of like how i feel about hepcat or like you know like hepcat i was so starstruck by hepcat when i was a kid mm -hmm. and then like like I always tell everybody, me and my wife went to go see Hepcat on our first date. Like I took her to go see Hepcat. But then when I play with them or if when I see them, it's now it's just like, oh yeah, those are just the dudes, you know, that's like, I don't know. I still love their music, but that's kind of how Gogo Bordello is now. It's just kind of like, oh yeah, that's the band I toured with. And it's it's lost. It's like I'm it's my first, I don't know what to say. I don't know what what the word is, but it's just it's just I'm it's my job now. Okay, that's it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but yeah, it went really well. You know, it, it, there's a lot of things. A lot. I mean, there's there's just, it was just a lot of days, man. It was just a long time, but it was cool, man. My wife got to come out. My wife hung out with us for a week, and then she went and did her own thing in Cyprus, like like by Greece. You know, did her thing, went to London, then came back and met us, and then finished out the tour with us. And so, and like the way that they, that this group treats our family and our friends is just like, they're, it's just really nice, man. They like, they like saved like a, a, a bunk for summer, like on the bus. And like, it's like summer is part of the band. Like when, you know, when we, when, when whoever comes with us, any girlfriends or wives or whatever that come with us, they're like part of the band. They're part of our crew. So that means like if there's a dinner buyout, like the wives and girlfriends get dinner buyouts. Um, oh, there's a bee in here. Hey, bee. Don't sting us, okay? <laughs> just just go that way. <laughs> um, they're like the bunk that Summer was using was a junk bunk. So that's like where we put all of our um junk bunk? Yeah, it's where you put like backpacks and stuff. Oh. And then so Summer's like, Well, where's my bunk? And then I'm like, Oh, you're gonna be using this one. But it said junk. She's like, I'm junk. And I'm like, <laughs> no. But then she went outside, like we went into sound check or whatever. And then when she came back, it like had a sticker on there that said summer, the bed was made 
like her lanyard was there. Aww. It was like she's a she's a part of the band, you know. And when after the after the show, when you go back on the bus and then you're ready to leave, they have like a bus rider, so they have like bus food, after show food, and like they the same thing. Like the tour manager's like, does is Summer vegetarian? Is she like what does she eat? I'm like she doesn't eat red meat, but she eats like fish and chicken and and it was like after the show everybody's like meal is there and it's like it says summer and it's like it's like everybody's treated the same you know it's really cool that's awesome so they really like hook it up and like they treat people really fairly it's really nice i um, can't wait to go in and i get my own bunk yeah if you want to <laughs> <laughs> um, we are coming to san diego though again yeah where are yeah. you guys playing same place Dude. so we're playing orange county la ventura and san diego Ventura's far though. Mm. So I'll be staying at home those days. You can use my bunk on those days though, if you want. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> it's only driving from like Orange County to San Diego though. I just want to, I just want to sleep on your bus. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So <clears throat> uh, you, wanted, you were, you wanted to talk about your symbols though. What is wrong with you, Zildjian? Yes. It's kind of a soapbox, but not really. I'm done, Phil. I'm done with Zildjian. I've heard this before. Yeah, no, I'm freaking done. I, I hate you. I hate them. I don't believe you. I don't hate them. I don't want to burn bridges, but dude, there ain't no chance that I'm like going to try to get in with Zildjian. There's did, no chance. Did you get rid of them? No, I still have some, but I mean, get rid of meaning like broke. Yes. Mm. Like I broke more symbols than like, I'll put it this way. I did not break one single drum head. I broke one or two sticks the whole three month tour sticks. Wow. But I broke two hi hats, two crashes. Like you broke two hi hats, two hi hats. How do you break hi hats? Dude, you tell me. I don't know. I've never Zildjian's are they're garbage, <laughs> dude. But it's somebody was telling me. Oh, Mike Bedard was telling me um, that. Mike Bedard's another, he's going to come on the show, but he's, he works for F note. He's Jordan Sparks drummer. He's a crazy good drummer. Um, he was telling me that when you buy Zildjian's from like guitar center or Sweetwater, you're getting like their C or D level. So if you're an artist, you get their a stock. Like you get like a symbol that's like pristine, but then like their B and C, and D level stock where it's just like, whatever we'll probably, this probably should go in the garbage and like, or be melted down and remade. They give those to guitar center and like musicians friend and all that. Whoa. So that's why I'm breaking symbols like crazy. And that's why I'm complaining so much about, and I, please, this is allegedly, I'm not saying like, this is fact, but it makes sense. That's a, that's a pretty big bombshell, right? There. Yeah. It makes sense because it is not okay. I'll put it this way. I got special dry hi hats a year ago when I started playing with Gogo Bordello. Those are freaking cracked. Like they're unusable. Yeah. They're unusable. That's how cracked they are. Your symbols, especially your hi hats. I've had hi hats for 10 years and not cracked them. Yeah. So your hi hats should not break after one year. No. I got, I got before the last, before the, at the beginning of the, uh, so I was gone for three months, right? If you combine both those tours at the beginning of the three months, I got a, a K hybrid. The middle of this tour 
cracked, done. Mm. I mean, that's three months. That's still under warranty. Like I got, uh, I had a, a smash crash. I've had it for years. I started playing it with, with these guys cracked to kingdom come. That's the one that the girl smashed at the end of the tour because it was already cracked. Oh, um, I'm just saying like, it's, it's astronomical. It's so stupid. It's, it's, it's unprofessional. Like I cannot even, if you're putting out that bad of a product, when somebody like, correct me if I'm wrong, Zildjian tries to say that they are like the pristine, the elite professional symbols. They're not the B8s from Zildjian or they're, I mean, from Sabian. They're not like the bottom of the barrel student symbols. They're supposed to be the elite symbols that you get. Well, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I feel like one of the main reasons people get Zildjian's is because they're expecting a, a level of consistent absolutely you know consistency and quality no matter where they buy them so the the thought that they dish out like subpar equipment it's absolutely on where it goes is that's kind of that's insane it's a huge letdown it's just a huge huge letdown dude this is this is this is supposedly like the you know if you you go and you want the top of the line stuff you know i feel like people buy a few different brands but most people are like zildjian's what i've heard of and i'm going with zildjian but if that's what you're getting with zildjian like a professional is using them on stage and i'm literally it's affecting my playing like i can't hit this crash that hard because i'm afraid of breaking it it's it's ridiculous it's ridiculous that's crazy so i got to a point where we we were like in eastern europe and we're like i'm like dude i'm playing with super cracked hi-hats like super cracked, like super both. I use dual hi-hats, right? Like both are cracked. K hybrids, special dries cracked. Those are not cheap. So, and then I'm like, I have a cracked crash done. I like how, what's the use in using a cracked crash? Like I would rather use a B8 than a cracked symbol because you just don't get any projection or anything out of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like super frustrated. I'm using symbols that aren't really what I would use because one, they're backed up on orders and you just can't get stuff. Mike Mangini's got everything. (laughs) And so like, (laughs) so like (laughs) I like I'm using a, I'm using a crack. My main crash that's over the rack, Tom, that's my main one. That's supposed to be the loudest one is cracked. So it sounds like dog crap. And my hi-hats, if, if you guys know anything about Gogo Bordello, like trying to, you know, like a lot of, you don't really use a lot of snare for like, you know, your two-step type beat. It's on the hi-hat. So I need a good functioning hi-hat. So we're like looking everywhere for symbols. And it's like, yeah, we can't really get those. They found like the top of the top special dry hi-hat, just the top hi-hat. <laughs> it was like, seven or eight hundred dollars and it was just like there's i'm like dude just for the top just for the top what yes he's like i could get it like i can get it for you like we could try to get it like in tel aviv or we can try to get it here like in like i forget where we were like in finland or something and he's just like wait seven or eight hundred dollars just for in europe yes the top symbol yes in europe Yes. Oh, that's bananas. So I was like, dude, let's just like just get anything 
And then like, I'll just get it on Sweetwater when I get home or something for like 300 bucks or 250 bucks or something. And I'm like, but we're like, I mean, we're like two weeks into this tour and I still have four weeks left of playing. So I can't, it's not going to make it. Like I need something to get through. Yeah. So we end up like, we end up getting to Istanbul where symbols are made, not Zildjian's. (laughs) <laughs> Turkish symbols made in the US. How does that make sense? Look at your Zildjian label, dude. Like the stamp on your Zildjians. Turkish symbols made in the USA. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life, Phil. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Seriously, dude. Stupidest thing. So I'm like, okay, Zildjian with a name like Zildjian, that could only be Istanbul, like Turkish. So maybe. Maybe we can find some Zildjians here. They're like, no. Mm. I'm like, maybe we get to Istanbul and maybe we can find. I've always wanted to buy symbols from Istanbul too. Like I would have loved to just buy some blank symbols that were just handmade by some Turkish dude like in a little hut. <laughs> but wasn't like that. Yeah. Almost. So we show up. I show up to Soundcheck. It's like one of the biggest shows. It's a huge festival that it's like we're headlining. It's a great show. Istanbul is amazing phil yeah oh and the food is amazing it's all like mostly vegetarian stuff it's so dope so 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 dope i want to go oh my gosh it's the most amazing place um i wake up early i go to check out the stage i'm like kind of half asleep i'm in swim trunks i'm like looking for coffee and the guys have my kit set up and then i go and like just like make some adjustments and then i'm just like looking at my cracked symbols like rolling my eyes like dude i can't believe i'm playing in turkey with this <laughs> and so i asked the backline guys i have the monitor guy go and ask the backline guys hey is there any like symbols that we can use and they're like yeah well we have these like we have some zilges what are you looking for and i'm like it doesn't matter just whatever you have and so they have like one of their like they have like a really nice crash it's like a jazz crash um Zildjian. And then they have like some random hi-hats that are just like, anything's going to be better than what I'm playing. And so the promoter guy or somebody that like comes up to me and he's just like, hey, you need the symbols? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, all right, I, w- I was waiting for you to wake up. I need to talk to you. And I'm just like, like, what's up? Like, I'm still like not, I'm like, what? Like, you know? And so he's like, I have a buddy that makes symbols and he wants you to try them out. He's bringing some. He's like, he's bringing some, if you want, you can try them out on the show tonight. We want to talk to you about an endorsement. I'm like, oh, nah, dude, nah, like I'm, I'm not into that. Like I only play what I want, you know? So he's like, okay, well he's bringing them. He's bringing them. He's like, what symbols do you want? And I'm like, I don't know anything about this company. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and he's just like, well, what are you like? Well, what, what let, let me, let me take, he's like, let me see what you're playing. And I'm like, well, this is what I'm playing. And then like my, the monitor, like my drum tech guy is like, he needs a 20 inch here. He needs a 19 there. He needs this, that. And I'm like, no, but you have to think about the series. You can't just tell them what size they are. Like they need to know what they are, you know, like, so he takes the pictures of everything, takes pictures of everything. And he's like, my guy's coming. He's like, if you want to try them out, I'm like, I'll try them out. I'll try them. I'm like, but I, you know, I don't know. I said, we're, we're looking to buy symbols. Like we're looking to do some stuff, but I just, I'm, I'm interested in, figuring this out. I said, because I can't get through the tour with what I'm using. Yeah. So he's like, all right. So they bring dude, brand new symbols out of the, like pulled them out of the bag. This company is called Samirna. Huh. Um, 
Turkish, handmade. They're they're exactly like tea symbols. That they're, they're probably made at the same place, but like I don't know. Um, the guy's like, I didn't really get to choose. He just like looked at what I was using and then kind of tried to find something that would fit my style. And so I'm like, let's throw them on, let's play them. And then like, I don't want to say how much I got them for, but I'll tell you off air. But it was like, I'll put it this way: like for us to buy like maybe one crash from Zildjian or something, it was like they gave me a full set, three set, three crashes, a crash, three crashes, a ride, and two sets of hi hats. And it was like worth it for me to be like, I'll just buy these whole symbols, all these symbols. And they're like, we'll give them to you at cost. If you'll like play them tonight and let us video or they'll, we'll give them to you for free. If you want to sign an exclusive deal with us. And I'm like, no, I'm not signing an exclusive deal, but I'll buy them from you. Nice. And so I bought them or I, the band bought them instead of replacing the symbols that I cracked, they just bought those. And then I'm still playing them at home. I haven't even touched my Zildjian's. I've been playing those. But the I want to see time. them. I think they're in my car. Um, very cool, like 20 inch crash ride jazz thing. I've been using on some jazz gigs and it's like, Oh, I like it a lot. They're not exactly my style, but I've been using them like exclusively at home. And I finished out the whole tour. Guess what? Didn't crack one symbol. What? Yeah. The guy's like, you're not going to crack these. And I'm like, I'm just really worried, man. These seem really thin. Like they seem like, and he's like, dude, these are handmade. These are like real Turkish symbols. And he's like, you're not going to crack him. And I'm, he's like, I'll put it this. He's like, saw like how anxious I was about like cracking symbols. I was like, have PTSD from him, <laughs> from it. I can't talk. I have PTSD from it. But like he goes, I'll put it this way, man. If you crack one of these symbols, I'll just send you a replacement for free. And I'm like, okay. He's like, you're not going to, you're not going to crack it though. And I mean, I went through the whole tour, like bashing the heck out of them didn't crack one of them that's awesome so um yeah it's cool like you know i still have high hopes for minel i've been seeing a lot of controversy with minel though that like i'm not really into um oh you know it's, the loop. it's just it's it's not it doesn't involve me but one of the drummers like created like invented that that clap stack thing that every drum company is doing and then like he I, I'm assuming he he licensed it, I think, to um to um Pisteel. Pisty. Didn't didn't Istanbul make that thing first? No, I don't think so. Pisty symbols is the drummer plays Pisces symbols. I think. I'm pretty sure. I thought the clap stack was a Istanbul thing. Maybe. Well, anyways, he says that he claims that he invented it. I don't, you know, I don't I don't know this dude. Huh. But like I, I'm sure he licensed it. I don't know if they patented it. I don't know. But regardless, Mino just came out with like their version of the clap stack. And there's mm-hmm. like no, no like mention of this dude. And so he's like, he's all upset about it. And he was posting all this stuff that like he turned it into like a racial thing of like, you know, people have been stealing from us, all this. And it's, it hurts me to see like, you know, other, my drummer friends like promoting this and like, you know, when they're like endorsed by Minel. So, hmm. I you know, I don't like any of that kind of weird stuff that the drum industry does. I I've complained about people stealing stuff from other people for years. And I don't like that at all, but Trevor Lawrence jr. Yes, that's him. 
Yeah, it's yeah. Istanbul Agap. Oh, okay. So mm, I'm looking at it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, then maybe he was complaining about Piesty too. I don't know. Well, yeah. Good for him. I'm glad he did it. But dude, if it was me, I would have done it. Some, I would have done something different. Like I would have made it and patented it. Like it's you got you got to do some research. Take a trip to to Israel. I mean, take a trip to Istanbul, man. If you really yeah. believe in your product. Um, anyways, very cool. I don't know. I believe me, guys. I don't know this guy. I don't. I don't know Trevor Lawrence Jr. I, he's an amazing drummer. He's fantastic. He's an innovator, of course, obviously. So I don't. I don't. You know. I just. I just saw online, and he was talking bad mouth in Minel, and he was like, a lot of people have said Minel's no better than any other company out there. But for me, I was just streaming live talking about endorsements, and for me, it's like how I felt about Yamaha. I don't care what company they are. That's my sound. That's the, that's the product I want to use. So whether or not I have to pay for it, I'm paying for Zildjian's. So why not pay for what I want? I want to play Minos. So, you know, I don't, I don't like companies that, you know, treat people bad or, you know, tell people how to do stuff or whatever. You know, I have my hangups about that kind of stuff, but it's still like the sound that I'm looking for. That's all. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to pay for it, I'm going to just pay for it. I'm going to pay for what I want. Um, so that was any, anyways, that's the Zildjian story. I just brought the ones that weren't cracked home, left the ones that were cracked there, probably in a trash can or something. I hope, hope somebody like help. It's somebody lit them on fire, threw them off a cliff. Dang. <laughs> was so fed up with that dude. And now I have all of my special dry. I have a whole setup of special drives, but I don't have a hi-hat. So I need to buy a hi-hat. I do want to keep us. I want to keep that setup. The special drives are a nice, unique sound. Um, so I really like the ride, but I haven't been using them at all. So I don't, and I can't find it in myself to spend like $300 on a, on a symbol that I, from a company that I just don't like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that symbols symbols and then and then sold the drums for the for the beat locker saw that and ended up getting some robo drums phil yeah yes and you played them this morning and you love them you're selling your vessel drums to get robo drums that's cool very cool of you phil that's really cool that's just completely not true (laughs) (laughs) i I heard you say man i love these so much i love them more than my vessel drums (laughs) No, they're they're very cool though. They seem like very very nicely built. They they look great. Yeah, they sound good. You know, it's it's just like a high end Roland kit. Oh, what did you wait? What? But but it looks better. Mm, I wouldn't say that. (laughs) Okay, let me tell you a little bit about these. I think they look better. No, they look better. Yeah, they they look great. I just mean as far as like, you know, they they're like mesh heads yeah yeah you know like roland started doing that thing where they're not, not to drums. say they're the first by any means but yeah. like where they they make their some of their higher end drums look like an acoustic kit kind yeah of. yeah so but these look better by far i think uh so f so i'm so for all you guys out there let me just say this i'm using f note f note is exclusive drum brigade like whatever endorsement if you will Told I I will I I like being that this is a drum brigade podcast. I mean, it's not like a sponsorship for our podcast, but they they have helped out drum brigade. So it's like I 
I do, I do want to just talk about these drums for a second, if I can. Um, if you guys haven't tried out the F note drums, they're they're so great. Okay. I'm like, I just got done telling you I will pay for something that I want to use. Like, if I want to use Minels, then I'm just gonna buy Minels. You know, like I use John's products, like uh, uh, Revolution. Like sometimes I use Moon Gels, but if I'm gonna buy them myself, then I'm gonna buy True Tones because those are better to me. They're superior, they're better. That's what I like. I don't even care if John's like, hey, I can't get you some, I'm buying them, you know? Like, I like Big Fat Snare Drum, but I'm not like, yo, give me one. <laughs> I'm just gonna buy one because I like them, Yeah, you know? And so that's what I did. I bought one from a from a drum shop. Okay, so that's how I felt about these. I did like you. I do all my research. I do like crazy amounts of research on everything. I was ready to buy the Roland like 105s or whatever, V105s or whatever from Sweetwater. And they're they they're kind of toyish looking, you know, and I'm just like, but I need I need e-drums for my house because I'm not teaching out of the studio anymore. Um, started doing research, started seeing some videos of F note and I'll be honest in the past. I didn't, I didn't know, like, I didn't really like them. They didn't seem like they were fully developed. Like the sounds were a little off. Um, and they have like Mike Bedard has really done a lot of work with them and worked with like the engineers and like, because first of all, what I like is he's a real drummer. He's like a real dude. Like he's he's not a guy in a suit that's like, this is what the kids want. It's like he's a real touring working drummer. And then he being a real working touring drummer can develop something that drummers actually want mm -hmm. and actually need. So that's why they're as good as they are, because they're made from they're They're developed by one of us, you know? And I feel like you can't always say that about some of these other, like Alesis or like, like Simmons. Yeah. Sorry, dude. No, that is not made by a guy that plays drums. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just not. So basically what I, from what I understand, there is a bunch of guys at, at Roland that were trying to do some like out of the box, like punk rock ideas. And then the guys in the suits were like, no, 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 no. We're just going to keep doing this because this is what sells. And they're like, yeah, but what do drummers want? Professional working dudes. And they're like, yeah, but this is what sells. I'm putting words in people's mouth and I'm, I'm speaking. Allegedly, this is what happened, okay? Mm -hmm. And so those guys are like, yeah, you're right. We're going to split off and we're going to do our own thing. And that's how F-Note got started. Oh, okay. So um, when they brought them here, it was like they started developing them and then just sent them here from Japan. And we're like, hey let's start building this, I guess. And so they weren't fully developed, but they were like, let's make actual sizes that people like actually play. Like let's make a 20 inch ride, you know, that's electronic. Let's like do stuff. Like let's make other sizes. Like let's make a splash symbol. They have an effect symbol that actually has holes in it. That's coming out. They have like a stack that's coming out like electronic stuff that like drummers actually need that the right, correct feel, you know, even though they're mesh heads and stuff, so that means a lot to me. First of all, that story of like dudes splitting off from from the stupid industry morons that like I complain about all the time. And it's actually made by dudes that know what drummers want. That's a big deal for me. That's mm -hmm. a really big deal for me. 
And it's not just like, hey, let's just copy what everybody else is doing. You know, like, let's just make a stack. Let's make a clap stack because that's the hot thing now. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's a little different than that. I like that. So, um, so for me, it was like, Hey, I'm going to go check these out. And then it happens that they're like in San Diego they're there. I mean, you can buy them at different stores. You have to buy them at stores. You can't go to their office in San Diego, but, um, I was able to go there. They took some, like a lot of time out of their day, like several hours to just demo these things for me. Like, let me see them. Let me play them for as long as I want. And, um, that was really cool. So I ended up getting two kits. I got the F note seven and I got the F note five and the F note five is the little one. Mm-hmm. And then the F note sevens are actually like drum side, like a 20 inch kick, 11 inch rack, 15 inch floor. It's pretty cool. 20 inch ride. Really nice kit, man. Yeah. They're, I mean, I think they're fantastic. They sound, they, they feel great. Yeah. They look great. They sound good. Yeah. They've got like cool features. I think the, the module, Mm, touchscreen module it is really slick yeah it's touchscreen and it's it's metal yeah which is like i Robust. think is, i think is awesome yeah like a, that's one of the i feel like yeah a lot of the electronic drums out there you're, they're they're like super expensive but then everything's yeah. made out of plastic i know well the thing is too there's there's something for everyone in like you know if if your thing is rolling there's like these aren't Rollins. These aren't like Alesis. These aren't, these aren't the same thing. This is like, it's pretty like minimal. Even the, even the brain is minimal. Like, and there is no like novelty kit with like boing and like laser sounds and stuff. It's all just different drums. And then they're made from samples. So they're not like, they're not formulated samples. They're like, they're, they're actually made from like, like, the jazz ride is like a K sizzle ride, like with, you know, with, with rivets in it. Yeah. And it's like, there isn't a lot to choose from. There isn't thousands of symbols. It's like, you can, you can run like, um, the drum, what was what that program? Um, that like the drum thing. Oh God, I can't think now. One of those like software drums. Yeah. You like superior, superior drummer. You can run superior drummer if you want like more sounds, but like as far as their brain goes, it's like, there's pretty much a kit for like any situation. Oh yeah. So you can hook it up to like a computer. And yeah. It's like MIDI. Yeah. There's kit. a whole, there's yeah. a MIDI plug. Yeah. So there's, there's all kinds of different things that you can do with it, but there's a lot of limitations on like what you could do with like Roland. Like you can import sounds, you can like, you know, change, you can make rims like symbols. I'm not sure. I think you could do that on this, but you can't import sounds into the brain. You can't like do stuff like that, but it's still like minimal of like, Hey, there's a jazz kit. You can tune up this jazz kit. If you want, there's a funk kit, there's a rock kit, there's a metal kit. There's like, but that's it. It's like real drums. It's not novelty. There isn't like an African percussion (laughs) setting. There's no race car sound. There's no race car sound effects. No. And you can't input those race car sound effects in there, but like, won't let you specifically, right? No, no. But (laughs) now if you want to run a MIDI thing, then you can do that. Yeah. So, um, so I like that though, because I don't want freaking fart noises as like triggers. So my students are just going through this and that, you know, and, and checking, you know, like just playing like, Hey, we're trying to learn something here. And then they're like, just playing pew, 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 like on the symbol, you know, like I just, I don't want to deal with that. So I really like it. So anyways, guys, F note, uh, they have a, a couple. Oh, that's the other thing I like is the simplicity of their it's like the same thing with like with like Masters of Maple. There's like two series. 
there's like their vintage series and there's their modern series. And it's like, it's like Tesla, like Tesla has like their model Y, their model X, their model S. They only have a few different series. Right. Mm-hmm. And these are the same. There's like, they have like the ones that look like robo drums that like look like the Rollins or whatever. Um, uh, Oh man, I can't remember what they are offhand. I'm not thinking right because I haven't had breakfast yet. <laughs> but they have uh they have their their model. So this is the five, the seven, they have the three. Um, and it's like that's all they have. And then they have their like seven or seven X, I think it is. Gosh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seven X, which adds another Tom, and it's only two colors: white sparkle, black wood color. I like the simplicity of that as well. Very F1 cool. called F note three. F note three is F the robo the, ones. Yeah, they look. Yeah. Yeah. That's not what I was looking for. I want people to, well, we'll probably have those in like the real, the like the drum brigade facility, but I wanted the true drummer experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the F note threes, then they have the F, I think three X, right? Yeah. It looks like they have an X version of all of them. What is yes. the X? So that's like their upgraded version. Like that's like the, you get a second Tom, it comes in black and you get like a simple extra symbol, okay. a different brain that the, all their brains are like pretty much the same. They all function the same. You just get like a little bit more features, like a little bit more kits on the seven. And then I think um, on the seven and the seven X you get more features so that's like their flagship, like their their top of the line. Ooh, the seven X. Looking, sorry, I'm looking at the website. Yeah, they look like uh, like real wood grain shells, right? And stuff. Yeah, I played those. Those are uh, they're they're um they're out, but they're you can't. I don't know if you can get those yet. They're like being shipped. They've got a Robo symbol with holes in it. Yeah, that one's coming. I'm getting one of those. Um, nice stuff, man. Really nice stuff. So, anyways, guys, check out um, F Note Drums. If you guys are in the market for uh, e-drums, just go check them out. At least check them out because they're like, in my opinion, from playing a lot of electronic drums, like I've done gigs on electronic drums. I've done tons and tons of gigs on the Roland V drums. Um, In my opinion, these are as close as you can get, even though nothing's like playing real drums. These are as close as you can get to playing real drums, in my opinion. Uh, Yeah, I mean... I'm definitely impressed by them. They're that's a lot coming from Funky. And Phil. I hate electronic drums. Yeah, and I think they're they feel professional. Phil's selling they, his selling his vessels, dude. <laughs> no, definitely not selling <laughs> my drums. <laughs> they, but I'm just saying from like yeah, like you're saying like as far as electronic drums go. Yeah, these are. If I was going to go out and buy a set of Robo drums today, I would probably get those. That's. I think that's where I was at. Like, I'm not getting rid of my acoustic drums. There's nothing like acoustic drums. Yeah. Yo, Funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are? Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon all good things but you know the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store yes we have so much like dope swag up there 
We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. We got women's shirts. We got kids' shirts. Yes, onesies. We got socks, mugs, phone cases, stickers. We got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. I got to get on a quick one. (laughs) Those are the real ones. Okay. I ain't trying to hear that right now. Have you been to Tin Roof lately? (laughs) No. Phil, you're not going to believe this. Same drum heads? <laughs> no. What? No. Brand new DWs. They got some D-dub? Brand new ones. What? <laughs> but the soapbox is. So I show up to play a gig there. First of all, I freaking hate playing that gig. I hate it. I hate 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 playing that gig it's the stupidest gig you play it then they reduce it to three hours yes it still is continuous three hours down from three and a half oh my god (sighs) okay but this is the deal but you got some d-dubs now (laughs) i show up okay so you know how dw like dw has pdp and yes. then they have like, and they're really trying to push PDP as like a nice drum set, but it's still like their entry level kits. Yeah. And then they have like their DW kits that you get on like Sweetwater and they're not like their custom like DW, like the ones that, you know, like Tony Royster plays. They're like, they're basically PDPs with a DW badge on it. They have the little small little like lugs. Yeah. Know, they're not great drums, dude. <laughs> I'm uh, just saying. Wait, you ta- okay? So you're talking about the slightly cheaper DW? Yes, the ones that are on Sweetwater that you're like, wow, DW kit for two thousand dollars. <laughs> you know, and it's like, mm, is it a DW though? I mean, it has a DW logo on it. I don't know too much about DWs, but like, okay, well, I show up and I'm like, there's a guy playing kid playing like in the opening band and then I'm I show up with all my stuff and so I'm like looking at the drums and then Sean the the sound guy's there and he's like he's with his iPad like doing sound you know and he's like I go oh I'm like looking at the drums and I'm like what does it look so different and then I'm like did this place get new drums and he's like oh yeah dude He's like, we're sponsored by DW now. He's like, brand new, fresh kit, man. And I'm like, oh, cool. Oh, so Tin Roof, the corporation worked out some kind of deal, huh? I don't think so, dude. But he goes, so you never have to worry about new heads. We call them skins. So brand new, fresh skins on there all the time now. Fresh kit. He's like, bro, you know, that's like a $5,000 kit, right? (laughs) That's a $5,000 DW kit. I'm like, nah, dude, <laughs> like you need to learn a little bit more about drums. That's not a $5,000 kit. And if DW is telling you that's a $5,000 kit, then shame on DW. Yeah, maybe like, because, you know, they'll do their like, oh, the, this is what this costs. But 
you'd never actually pay yeah with that with that price tag and then yeah he goes we go and i'm sorry to divulge this information he's like dude we got we got like a five thousand dollar kit for like 2500 bucks i'm like you could get that exact kit on on like Sweetwater for like less than that bro <laughs> like, <laughs> like what are you talking about that's not a five thousand dollar kit. so i'm like maybe it is maybe it is one of their custom kits dude i get up there yeah it's a brand new kit. Sweet. It's the same condition almost as the Yamaha kit. Really? The drum heads are beat to H-E double hockey sticks, dude. <laughs> There's just dings and dents in the heads. They're so out of tune. It's not even like it's not even worth trying to tune it up. It's so the 10 the inch rack tom is like lower than the floor tom. Everything is just out of shape. It's set up like who set up this drum set? Nice. All the wing nuts are still missing. Yeah. No. Brand new hardware. Are there cymbal felts at least? There's the bottom ones. Top ones, gone. Okay. No wing nuts. Is there a throne? I think there's a throne. I Yeah, I think there's a throne. New new snare stand. Kick pedal? Iron Cobra kick pedal. Ooh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Hi-hat stand. There is a clutch. It's the (gasps) cheapest clutch you can get. It's there for now, but you know it's going to be gone by the time you play it again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, who is, like, who is the guy that goes there? First of all, I play hard. I've never... You cracked all your Zildjian. Yeah. (laughs) I've never, ever dinged up. Like, what sticks are you using? To ding up heads that bad. Yeah, the pitting. Why is Sean saying, yeah, bro, all fresh new heads? Like, how is this a new drum set? Brand, it's a brand new drum set. It's not used. How is this a new drum set? And it is in the same working condition as the Yamaha. How? Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, it's it's nice that they went and got some new I'm, drums. I'm please. thrilled. That's, that's cool thrilled but it is it is still dude i'm telling you 100 percent. it is still tin roof yeah there's no, still I, one stripped out mic in the center of the two toms that's just rotating really they didn't give you mics no no could you invest in one mic like one extra tom mic seems like they should have a deal with shore or no, sennheiser no. or something no nope yeah you know i tried to get them Cause you know, like, like Preston has like a service that he offers. Yeah. He works with churches and various venues like belly up. Right. Best backline in the city from vessel. There you go. You know it, but where he'll provide a kit and maintenance. Yeah. And like replace heads on regular. It probably would have been cheaper than that. For like a monthly rate. Yeah. And <laughs> they could, I tried to get them. I don't know that. why They're they like, wouldn't nah. do that. But I mean, like, if, if you're a live music venue that has music every day, you should have a service like that where you're getting your equipment upkept. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much you drop on a drum set. If you don't, you know, if you don't keep it. It's not the drums. <laughs> Just replace the heads. Yeah. Get like, dude, seriously, get pinstripe heads. Just get pinstripes. <laughs> because like, seriously, like it'll sound good you guys will be happy and they, you won't go through them in five seconds. 
I don't I don't get this. I don't get it. It's such a nightmare, dude. It's like I I don't it's I I hate it. I'm like I don't who is doing this? Who plays drums like this? Like you know when you go to a rehearsal space and it's just like the drums are just beat to crap. Yeah. They're just dilapidated and beat down. Yes. From guys one after the next going in their metal drummers just like but they don't have that kind of music at Tin Roof. So who the heck is playing these drums? Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm so sick of it. Nice blue sparkle kit though. It is not a $5,000 kit though. Let's be real. <laughs> okay. It is not a $5,000 kit. At least there's symbol stands that aren't stripped out yet. Those are not DW 9,000 symbol stands. Those are PDP symbol stands. I do. I do like their hardware. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but no, there's just, there's just no way. There's just no way. I'm glad that they got a deal with DW and I'm th- so thankful that they got that Yamaha kit out of there. I wonder what they did with that Yamaha kit, but I would offer them a hundred bucks and fix it up. That thing was rough. I know. I would love to fully restore that kit though. I'd love to do it. Yeah. It'd be a great project. Yeah. It's fun. I played at 710 beach club recently and uh, <clears throat> the sound guy there, he like fixed up a kit that, nice for their back line. Like they're like going to go out and buy a new kit. And he was like, no, I'll just use this. I'll just fix it up. That's the thing I was thinking. It, it, it's not like a, a really expensive kit that he fixed up, but he fixed it up and it works and it sounds good. This is what I'm thinking. Like <laughs> the Yamaha kit that they had was probably better than that DW kit. But you think if they fixed it up, you need new spurs. That was you, like you, one of their stage custom ones. Wasn't it? It was like a, <laughs> That wasn't a bad kit, dude. If you if you gave it to Doc Sweeney or Preston and had them do the bearing edges on it, yeah, and then you put new heads on it and you got a new spur, that kit is working fine. Yeah, it would work fine. Yeah, it's like, but instead you're like, we need a whole new drum set instead of like fixing the one thing that you need. You know. Anyways, I'm glad. Good for you guys. I'm glad you did it. That gig still sucks. I don't ever <laughs> want to play it. I'm done with that. Trying to hear that, Gosh, right now. dude. Makes me sick. Yeah, I haven't been to Tin Roof in years, and I'm loving it. Yeah, I I really want to get on a bunch of soapboxes about my local gigs, but I'm gonna have to save that for next week. Yeah, I think we've we've got a we've probably got a really long list of of <laughs> soapboxes. Yeah. Get on one. Get the show on the road, though. I'm going to talk about Israel. Okay. (sighs) Israel. I was, I went to Israel. One of the coolest places I've ever been. I was worried about going there. It's the Middle East. Mm -hmm. And there's like always conflict there. Dude, Mm -hmm. it is not what you think. It is dope. Yeah. One of the, maybe like, I don't think it's the dopest place, the like dopest place I've ever been, but it's one of the like dopest places I've ever been in my life. Amazing. Yeah. Holy moly. Food was good. Holy moly, dude. Yeah. That's one of the best things about that place. The food was incredible. So I've heard a lot of stories about Tel Aviv, like being just really rad, like really, really, really cool. And, um, you know, people here in America are, it's just not a place unless you're like Jewish. That's not a place that you're like on your radar of like going to, but man, if I could say like, if you 
if you could go to Tel Aviv or you could go to like Istanbul, those are two of the, like the most amazing places I've ever been to. Like seriously. Um, the culture though in Israel is next level, dude. The people yeah. there are like so different from here. Really? Oh man. And I was like, it's all the things that gets me on a soapbox. Like people just, it's, it would like, if people acted like that here, it'd be so rude. Like people would be getting in fights. Really? It's like every person for themselves. And it's like me first, I'm going first. Like if you're in line, I'm pushing my way through and I'm going first. Really? Yes. Huh? So <sighs> I don't even know where to start, but like once I got out of the airport, it was great everything then it was just like it feels like you're in florida and you're like dude i'm really like in israel like it's crazy hmm. and like like if you like if you like read the bible at all if anybody like out there like reads the bible and then like you're seeing places that you've read about that's pretty crazy these places are real that's like there you know and so like like i was like 45 minutes from nazareth and like 45 minutes from jerusalem Mm -hmm. And like, I was probably like four hours away from Jordan and like Egypt, like that's nuts to me, dude. That like really like I could not, I could not fathom that. It's cool. Um, so, but anyways, um, so I'm just going to tell you the story about the flight. Okay. Like the flight is where it's all crazy because those are normally like the Jewish people that are coming from like New York or coming from like different countries in Europe. A lot of Russians are going there right now because that's the only place they can go. They're not Russians are not allowed to fly anywhere, but like Israel. And I think, I think that's kind of it <laughs> like, or like Belarus, maybe like, I don't know, but like, huh. I think they can go to like middle Eastern countries, but there there's not a lot of places that they can go. So there's, it's full of like Russian Jewish people. Um, which is a whole nother element because Russians also consider themselves to be, I'm not, I hate to speak like, 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 like typecast everybody in Russia, but there's a lot of mentality of like, I'm superior to you because that's what they're taught, you know, in that country. Okay. Okay. So they put themselves before you where here in America, there are Americans that believe that too, but, here in America, we kind of are like, it's our culture to be like, no, you first, let me open the door for you, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a different culture. And I'm the one that's like the outsider because I'm like, no, 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 you first. And that's not how it is out there. It's like, dude, you want something, you go and get it, push your way through. So when you were being courteous with people, are they, they just look at you like, oh, they're you? just, yeah, <laughs> you're like a scumbag. Okay. So, but it's also the mentality there because there's a lot of history there. This, you know, it's a culture that has been, you know, persecuted and it's a culture that has been, there's just a lot of history. Mm -hmm. So, and it's also a, a, a country and a culture where they are, it's about like, from what I can observe, it's about, you know, um, I don't know how to say it. Like, I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for, but it's not really open to a lot of other cultures. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. it's like we are the people and it's about us. 
And I don't, I'm not saying that like everybody's like that. I'm just saying the culture was kind of like that in your in in Israel, especially like people going to or coming out of like on the flights was when I was like experiencing the most irritating things of my life. <laughs> so like to the point of like like we're we're landing and like the plane is still taxiing. Like we're still moving, but people are like jumping out of their chairs and climbing over each other and grabbing their luggage out so they can be the first ones off the plane. <laughs> we're not even stopped. <laughs> and people are like unbuckling. They're in the back. People are unbuckling their seatbelts, climbing over you so that they can get their bags out over you. Doesn't matter if they're elbowing you in the face. Doesn't matter. Wow. I'm going there. I'm coming. I'm coming out of Israel. I forget where we're flying. I was, it was irritating going to Israel, but I was like not trying to, I wasn't paying attention. I was just trying to be like, I hate the idea of people thinking I'm like a stupid American. So I like really try my best to be courteous and like, <sighs> I'm flying out of Israel. Okay. I'm like the only brother on the plane. <laughs> okay. I'm the, definitely the only Puerto Rican on the plane for sure. <laughs> okay. Um, and, there's this like old lady sitting next to me. She's giving me the ill face the whole time. Really? Like, like, don't steal my purse. Oh, no. Like, don't look at me. Like, she's giving me that like face the whole time. I don't know what she's thinking, but she's just giving me the face. Like, she's kind of like, like, ill. Like, what are you doing? She's old. She's like in her 70s or, or 80s. And she's just ill the whole time. Mm-hmm. She's reading her book. Her her stupid husband is not sitting next to her. This guy is like I don't know how to describe this guy, but he's a he's a piece of work. <laughs> he's he's got the khakis on like the the dress slacks on, but then he's got like the sandals that Velcro, you know that you get at Costco. No no shoes, no no socks. Uh-huh. So his toesies are just all for everyone to see. Yes. He's got a button-down white dress shirt tucked in. Okay. The Rona's is still a thing. Pleated slacks? Pleated sacks. Of course. Slacks. He's an older dude. Uh-huh. It's cul-de-sac hair, you know. His his <laughs> wife is sitting cul-de-sac. His wife is sitting in the middle. I got the window. And then somebody else is sitting on the edge. His wife is giving me the ill face. She's reading her books. First of all, the wife is fidgeting the whole time. This is another soapbox. Like you're making her nervous. She's fidgeting the whole time. What does this magazine say? What does this magazine look like? What What's on the food menu? Oh, the TV works. Okay, let me look at this. Oh, I have a book here. I'm going to read one page of this book. Put it down. No, I'm going to read another page. Like she's fidgeting the whole time. <laughs> All right, that's irritating me. Okay, just sit down. Just read your book or just be quiet. You want to be ill-faced with me? That's fine. Be ill-faced. But just stop moving because you're driving me nuts. Okay. She's the whole the whole flight fidgeting. Then her husband is coming over the back of the seat in between me and like in between my head and her head to talk to her. So he's like leaning over the top of the seat and talking. I have my headphones in, but I'm kind of like, bro, like the Ronas. Yeah, get away from me. Get, beat it. You're invading my space. <laughs> he's coming over, making sure that she, then she's like, do you have this or do you have that or whatever? Then she's fidgeting again fidgeting, looking in her purse, dropping her water bottle. Oh, crap. Leaning over, getting her water bottle, fidgeting, opening her purse, bumping me, getting this, giving him a Kleenex or something. I'm like, then he's like behind me like, <coughs> uh, do you have this? 
<laughs> like coffee. I'm like, yo, oh. like, yo. And then like, it's, it's like that. Okay. It's just, they're, they're just like habitual <laughs> invade your space town. Okay. Sweet. So I'm just, and then meanwhile, she's still looking at me like, Oh, what are you looking at? Ugh. And I'm just like, I'm about to lose it. I'm about to lose it. I'm in, I'm in the East. So I want to be cool. I don't want to get crazy. I don't want to be this like Karen, you know, American guy like, Hey, but <laughs> I'll do it if I have to. <laughs> this dude is so obnoxious, Phil. He's so obnoxious. It's like he's he's constantly looking over the seat, constantly causing her to fidget more, constantly clearing his throat, constantly. It's just everything about this guy is irritating me. And then we get done. Same thing. The flight lands before we're even done. He's leaning over the seat. Make sure you don't forget this. Make sure you don't forget that. She's fidgeting, trying to get all of her stuff. The first one to stand up, dude, we're in the back. We're not getting off the plane anytime soon, but you're already standing up and you're like 85 years old. You're going to get tired. Just sit down and wait. <laughs> she stands up immediately. She's waiting and waiting and waiting. They're, they're seriously trying to push their way. Like they're trying both tag teaming, trying to push their way in when people are trying to get their bags, like there's little kids, people are holding their kids. They're, they're like, inch, like, you know, holding like rolling luggage and like, like inching, you know, she forgets her book, her giant novel that she couldn't put down every five seconds. Oh, now you forgot it. So being the good Samaritan guy, I'm like, Hey, excuse me, miss. I tap her like very kindly, very tenderly. Pardon me, miss. I'm sorry. I think you forgot your book. She just snatches it out of my hand and is just kind of like, like giving me it like mean mugging me what yes not even a thank you no meanwhile homeboy is still back there clearing his throat sneezing hat takes his mask off to sneeze puts it back on i'm like this uh, like i'm freaking out okay <laughs> i look back in the midst of this ill face this idiot sneezing his toes sticking out i'm grossed out by everything there's a there, everybody standing up like walking. I look back. This fool is flossing in the middle of the aisle, like flossing. Phil, his teeth. Yes, not the dance. Not the dance. Flossing like like full on while waiting to exit it. <laughs> <laughs> in line in the air in the airplane pulls down his mask and is full on like a foot long well, you floss know. just each pieces of like fleck are flying out pulls it out <coughs> flossing he's like making that noise that's how obnoxiously he's flossing man meanwhile this stupid lady is giving me the ill face for handing her her book like i i contaminated her book by touching it how dare you these people (laughs) and i don't mean these people but those people those two specific people I was about to lose my mind, Phil. I can imagine. You're making me anxious. Just hearing it. Hear right flossing. <laughs> what kind of moron do you have to be to be flossing in public, first of all? Yeah, that's... 
That's definitely one. <laughs> and an airplane where everybody is like, like face to face and you're flossing in everybody's face. You're flossing. And you're supposed to be wearing a mask and you can't, I mean, unless he's like really good at flossing with a mask on. I, I'm mad about this even now. Oh my gosh. So irritating, dude. Flossing with your stupid sandals on. Stop wearing those dumb sandals also with your stupid dress pants. Yeah. Gosh, this guy. <laughs> I'm trying to hear that right now. He's so mad. Ah. Want to punch this dude and his stupid ill-faced wife even though she was like super old. I helped her with her but excuse me ma'am, pardon me. Sorry. Just a lowly person, black guy here. <laughs> You forgot your 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 disgusting novel about probably Fabio. Fabio. Oh my god. Gosh, dude. I love it. There was so many Karens at this airport too, by the way. Yeah. Dude, the Tel Aviv airport, holy moly, dude. Just freaking just just jump off a cliff. It's better. Man. It's so much better than really going to the stupid <laughs> stupid airport, dude. The the rudest people you've ever seen in your life ever. Like yep. Karen's on a whole new level. Like just straight cutting in line. We're we're we were like borderline gonna miss our flight. And then if we miss the flight, we miss our show. And you know, it's like a domino effect. Like 13 of us trying to check like equipment, trying to like get through customs, trying to like get on the like uh, it's just a mess. There's a woman with a stupid like German shepherd. That's like just just we're 13 people group trying to get through customs. She just cuts right in the middle of us. And so we're like, excuse me, ma'am. There's there's we're a, a group line. here. Yeah, it's a line here. She's like, no, I need to go first. This is a dog. And we're like, yeah, we're going to miss our flight. And she's like, it doesn't matter. This is a living animal. And we're like, it actually does matter. We're going to miss our flight. <laughs> What does that mean? This is a living being. You know what? You know what? Excuse me. You guys should be ashamed of yourself, okay? This is a living being. What is that? How You're going to tell me this is a living being. The dog can't wait in line? I'm like, what are we? We're not living beings? I don't understand. She's like, no, I will not wait. You guys can't find it. You can't find the decency in your heart to let a living being go in front of you guys. How dare you? As opposed to all the non-living beings. We're like, oh yeah, humans. <laughs> Human. No, we're a group of 13 people that are going to miss our show. Your dog can't wait five more minutes. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, no. We're just like, yes, yes. So we... We are like moving ahead. They're like, guys, come on. We're start trying to cut in front of her. She takes out the leash, hands it to the singer, Eugene. Can you hold this, please? H hands him the leash. He's standing there with like the leash holding some random lady's dog while she puts the cage together so she can cut in line in front of us. Are you serious? He's holding it like he's like looking around like apparently I'm a dog watcher now. <laughs> I'm like, look, like I'm not like trying to be like, oh, this is a celebrity, but like Seriously, like, do you do you even know who this is? It's just like, 
This is a living bean, guys. Man. This is Tel Aviv for you. Okay, one more. There's this... Sounds like I should go. There's this stupid, like, Russian, like, chick that, like... Same thing. We're, we're going through customs as our group. We're, like, in a, in a group. This Russian chick, like, young, like, 20-year-old chick just... 23 year old chick just walks in the middle of us and is standing in line with her like Chanel purse and just kind of like whatever. And we're like, yo, like we're a group here. Can you like, just let us go and then you can come in. She's like, why would I do that? You guys are like, I don't know that you're a group. You there's, there's so many of you. I would just, why not just let me go first then? And we're like, because there's a line, go to the back. Why would I want to do that when I could just go right here? She just like won't just won't take it like won't take no for an answer, and so we're the the like the customs agent is like who's in your group, and we're like it's us right here, and what about her? And we're like she's not in our group, but she won't move, and they're like ma'am go to the back, and she's like I'm not moving. Why would I move? No, whoa. And so like the the chick in our the girl in our band is the New Yorker. She's from Queens. She like cuts right in front of her and's like flipping her hair like. You want to you want to see what New York is like, and then so she got humbled. The girl like I then I start on a soapbox. I'm like, I go, you see, guys, doesn't matter where you go in the world. There's Karens in every country, <laughs> and like they're like, yeah, whatever, Karen. And I, I don't think they know what Karens are in Russia, but like, <laughs> she's just sitting there like looking at her phone, like you know. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna kill somebody. Okay, not literally. Say that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to hurt somebody. <laughs> These people just need to get over themselves, Phil. Entitlement. Flossing. Flossing. It's just so gross, I dude. keep imagining him doing the dance. Oh, <laughs> it's so irritating. I can't even express to you how irritating this is. Oh. I ain't trying to hear But Israel right was now. nice. It was nice once you got there. Once we got out of the airport, it was like, wow, this place is really dope. This place is really dope. Sounds nice. Yeah. Except for the airport. Airport sucked, Phil. <laughs> sucked. I have so many more, dude. I got to tell you about London. I got to tell you about my local gig where Uncle Ed got on a soapbox. Y'all don't know Uncle Ed, but I know Uncle Ed. I got a soapbox. Uncle Ed got on a soapbox, fool. If <laughs> you want to know where I get soapboxes from, I get them from Uncle Ed. Uncle You're going to hear that story next week. Um, I got a lot more information about flights, a lot more soapboxes about flights and fools that just won't sit still. Okay. So there's a big problem with old people on flights, Phil. <laughs> there's a big problem. Old people, man, I don't know. Maybe just have your kids come to you instead of you going to them. <laughs> old people need to stay off flights, dude. <laughs> freaking driving me nuts dude i'll get on that there's a guy at the a lot of airport talk a lot of airport talk i mean it makes sense it's if i'm pretty sure everyone hates airports and flying on airplanes yeah it's just like you have to do it but yeah. i don't think anyone actually but, enjoys it but you could like there's etiquette worldwide etiquette like people you know how to travel you know how to travel and you just know like there's certain things like everybody's in this together you know, you're, you're, you're on a flight. Mm -hmm. It sucks. You, you know, you're fidgety, but you have to be courteous to other people. And when you're not, it. dude, you are like, you're a certain kind of person. 
Mm-hmm. And the problem is like, it's the culture to be that type of person when you're going to Israel because like the, the Israeli people, they know it like the dude, like I'm sounding so like, so borderline right now, but like we were, we were at a hotel, like in it's somewhere and our tour manager was checking us all in our tour managers from Italy. There's a Israeli dude like that. He's the, 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 our tour managers at the front desk talking to the lady and he's like, okay, so these are how many rooms we have. These are the names that go to the rooms. He's like literally in a conversation. This dude from Israel just comes up and stands like basically next to him, but like almost in front of him. And then the, the tour manager stops and looks at him and he's like, he looks back at the lady and he goes, you need to get rid of this guy or I'm going to have a problem. And the guy's like looking at him just like, whatever. Like, I'm here. It's my turn. I don't care what you're doing. Wow. And so he continues talking. The guy like is kind of inching more and more. And he's like, yo, dude, I'm talking to the lady. He's like, if you want to talk to her, you need to wait your turn. He's like, tells the lady again, you need to get somebody to get this guy out of here. We're going to have a problem. And so the guy is like hearing this. And then he like steps away, comes back. And he's like, you're back again. He's like, what are we doing here? And then so finally the guy realizes and he comes back like a few minutes later and he goes, hey, man, I'm really sorry. He's like, I'm from Israel. This is just our culture. This is how we are. And then the tour manager goes, yeah, we just came from there. It was horrible and walks away. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like, wow. <laughs> I'm like, but that's that's how it is. It's just me first. You know, it's like you want something, you go for it. And, and it's 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 not right or wrong. It's just different from our culture, you know. Yeah. And so then I, I find it rude, but on, but dude, no matter what culture you're from, if you're flossing on a flight, that's wrong. You got a problem, dude. <laughs> you got a major problem. Um, all right. So we'll get to all those, you know, I'm not going to just have a soapbox episode. We'll be here for five hours. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get to those eventually. Right. Yeah. We'll get to, we'll maybe next week. Yeah. We got a lot. We got a lot going on here. Yeah. A lot, lot to talk about. I got local gig stuff to talk about. We just got to take it one step at a time. This is just our entry to the podcast being back. Season seven, I think. I know. We've got a lot of catching up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, guys, we're getting our feet wet again. It's been a long time. So if you're like, this wasn't as good as usual. I don't know how you could ever say that because this is the best podcast in the whole world. <laughs> but, you know, we're growing together, right, Phil? Yeah. I got a lot to say. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot to say. <laughs> All right. And we got a lot of things in the future that we're working on. So guys, one more time. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Funky Phil. Thank you. Thank Corey. me for everything. Thank you. Yes. Um, and um, thank you for coming to Corey's kitchen where we cook up podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, guys, please support drum brigade support you know, the people that support us. So please support John and, and Jeremy support their, their GoFundMes. Um, you know, they have a lot of medical bills. They're fighting something that's really, 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 really devastating. And they both have families and kids and really, really would help them. And, um, we don't, you know, we're not taking anything from that. I don't even really know Jeremy very well, but he's still part of our community. And so is John. They've both done some amazing stuff for, for our communities. So, um, yeah, thanks to those guys for what they do and please help them fight their fight against cancer. 
together. Um, even a little bit goes a long way. So yeah, even if you can donate $1 or $5 or whatever, it would help them out a lot. Um, and support their companies too, you know? Support Revolution Drum. Amazing drum keys, amazing true tones and practice pads and all that stuff. Really dope stuff. Um, support our Patreon, support our drum lessons, support our merch. You guys want some, some merch? We got something in the works for um, a um, limited edition shirt coming out. Haven't talked to you about that, Phil, but um, coming out, we haven't had them made yet, but they're, um, it's an idea that we're working on for probably next month. So we're gonna do some um, limited editions. Uh, yeah, and they're gonna be like dope, fool. Sweet. Uh, and drumbrigade.com, all of that stuff. PhilPardell.com, CoreyKingston.com. Hit us up if you have any questions or anything like that. Uh, and um, yeah, Fnote.com, Fnote Drums. They support Drum Brigade, so I support them, you know? Yeah. 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 That's what's up. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening today. We appreciate it. Thank you for helping us to get our first show under our belt back. What is this? Episode 131. 131. Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. All right, guys. See you next week. You're a legend. This whole sucks. Shut up. I kind of draw the line at poop. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things, or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe. Yeah.